Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Welcome to Neverland! This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Chapter 1 In which we are introduced to Winnie the Pooh and some bees and the stories begin. Here is Edward Bear, coming downstairs now, bump, 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 on the back of his head, behind Christopher Robin. It is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs, but sometimes he feels there really is another way, if only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it, and then he feels that perhaps there isn't. Anyhow, Here he is at the bottom, and ready to be introduced to you. Winnie the Pooh When I first heard his name, I said, just as you are going to say, but I thought he was a boy. So did I, said Christopher Robin. Then you can't call him Winnie? I don't. But you said... He's Winnie the Pooh. Don't you know what ther means? Ah, yes, now I do, I said quickly. And I hope that you do too because it is all the explanation you are going to get. Sometimes Winnie the Pooh likes a game of some sort when he comes downstairs, and sometimes he likes to sit quietly in front of the fire and listen to a story. This evening... What about a story? said Christopher Robin. What about a story, I said. Could you very sweetly tell Winnie the Pooh one? I suppose I could, I said. What sort of stories does he like? About himself. Because he's that sort of bear. Oh, I see. So could you, very sweetly? I'll try, I said. So, I tried. 
Once upon a time, a very long time ago now, about last Friday, Winnie the Pooh lived in a forest all by himself, under the name of Sanders. What does under the name mean? Asked Christopher Robin. It means that he had the name over the door in gold letters and lived under it. Winnie the Pooh wasn't quite sure. Said Christopher Robin. Now I am. Said a growly voice. Then I will go on," said I. One day, when he was out walking, he came to an open place in the middle of the forest, and in the middle of this place was a large oak tree, and from the top of the tree there came a loud buzzing noise. Winnie the Pooh sat down at the foot of the tree, put his head between his paws, and began to think. First of all, he said to himself, "That buzzing noise means something." You don't get a buzzing noise like that, just buzzing and buzzing, without its meaning something. If there's a buzzing noise, somebody's making a buzzing noise, and the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of is because you're a bee, and the only reason for being a bee that I know is of making honey. And then he got up and said, "And the only reason for making honey is so as I can eat it." So he began to climb the tree. He climbed and he climbed and he climbed, and as he climbed, he sang a little song to himself. It went like this: "Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz! I wonder why he does." Then he climbed a little further, and a little further, and then just a little further. By that time. He had thought of another song. It's a very th- funny thought that if bears were bees, they'd build their nest at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if the bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all those stairs. He was getting rather tired by this time, so that is why he sang a complaining song. He was nearly there now, and if he just stood on that branch, oh help! Said Pooh. As he dropped ten feet on the branch below him, if only I hadn't," he said, as he bounced twenty feet onto the next branch. "You see what I meant to do," he explained, as he turned head over heels and crashed onto another branch thirty feet below. "What I meant to do? Of course, it was rather," he admitted, as he slithered very quickly through the next six branches. "It all comes, I suppose." He decided, as he said goodbye to the last branch, spun round three times, and flew gracefully into a gorse bush. It all comes of liking honey so much. Oh, help! He crawled out of the gorse bush, brushed the prickles from his nose, and began to think again. And the first person he thought of was Christopher Robin. Was that me? Said Christopher Robin in an awed voice. Hardly daring to believe it, that was you. Christopher Robin said nothing, but his eyes got larger and larger, and his face got pinker and pinker. So Winnie the Pooh went round to his friend Christopher Robin, who lived behind a green door in another part of the forest. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Good morning, Winnie the Pooh. I wonder if you've got such a thing as a balloon about you. A balloon? Yes, I just said to myself coming along, 
I wonder if Christopher Robin has such a thing as a balloon about him. I just said it to myself, thinking of balloons and wondering. What do you want a balloon for? You said. Winnie the Pooh looked round to see that nobody was listening, put his paw to his mouth, and said in a deep whisper, Honey. But you don't get honey with balloons. I do, said Pooh. Well, it just happened that you had been to a party the day before at the house of your friend Piglet, and you had balloons at the party. You had had a big green balloon, and one of Rabbit's relations had had a big blue one, and had left it behind, being really too young to go to a party at all. And so you had brought the green one and the blue one home with you. Which one would you like? You asked Pooh. He put his head between his paws and thought very carefully. It's like this. When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is not to let the bees know you're coming. Now, if you have a green balloon, they might think you were only part of the tree and not notice you. And if you have a blue balloon, they might think you were only part of the sky and not notice you. And the question is, which is the most likely? He said. Wouldn't they notice you under the balloon? You asked. Hmm, they might or they might not, said Winnie the Pooh. You never can tell with bees. He thought for a moment and said, I shall try to look like a small black cloud. That will deceive them. Then you'd better have the blue balloon. You said, and so it was decided. Well, you both went out with the blue balloon, and you took your gun with you, just in case, as you always did. And Winnie the Pooh went to a very muddy place that he knew of, and rolled and rolled until he was black all over. And then, when the balloon was blown up as big as big and you and Pooh were both holding on to the string, you let go suddenly, and Pooh Bear floated gracefully up into the sky and stayed there, level with the top of the tree and about twenty feet away from it. Hooray! You shouted. Isn't that fine? Shouted Winnie the Pooh down to you. What do I look like? You look like a bear holding onto a balloon. You said. Not, said Pooh anxiously. Not like a small black cloud in a blue sky? Not very much. Oh, well, perhaps from up here it looks different. And as I say, you never can tell with bees. There was no wind to blow him nearer to the tree, so there he stayed. And he could see the honey. He could smell the honey, but he couldn't quite reach the honey. After a little while, he called down to you. Christopher Robin, he said in a loud whisper. Hello. I think the bees suspect something. What sort of thing? I don't know, but something tells me that they're suspicious. Perhaps they think you're after their honey. It may be that. You never can tell with bees. There was another little silence, and then he called down to you again. Christopher Robin! Yes? Have you an umbrella in your house? I think so. 
I wish you would bring it out here and walk up and down with it and look at me every now and then and say, tut, tut, it looks like rain. I think if you did that, it would help the deception we are practicing upon these bees. Well, you laughed to yourself. Silly old bear. But you didn't say it aloud because you were so fond of him, and you went home for your umbrella. Oh, there you are called down Winnie the Pooh as soon as you got back to the tree. I was beginning to get anxious. I have discovered that the bees are now definitely suspicious. Shall I put my umbrella up? You said. Yes, but wait a moment. We must be practical. The important bee to deceive is the queen bee. Can you see which is the queen bee from down there? No. A pity. Well, now, if you walk up and down with your umbrella saying, Tut, tut, it looks like rain, I shall do what I can by singing a little cloud song, such as a cloud might sing. Go! Tut, tut, it looks like rain. So, while you walked up and down and wondered if it would rain, Winnie the Pooh sang this song. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue Every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes him very proud to be a little cloud. The bees were still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them indeed left their nest and flew all round the cloud as it began the second verse. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment and then got up again. Christopher, ow, Robin, called out the cloud. Yes? I have just been thinking, and I have come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sort of bees. Are they? Quite the wrong sort. So I should think they would make the wrong sort of honey, shouldn't you? Would they? Yes, so I think I shall come down. How? Asked you. Winnie the Pooh hadn't thought about this. If he let go of the string, he would fall, bump, and he didn't like the idea of that. So he thought for a long time, and then he said, uh, Christopher Robin, uh, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. Have you got your gun? Of course I have. You said, But if I do that, it will spoil the balloon. But if you don't, I shall have to let go, and that would spoil me. When you put it like this, you saw how it was, and you aimed very carefully at the balloon and fired. Ow! said Pooh. Did I miss? You asked. You didn't exactly miss, said Pooh. But you missed the balloon. I'm so sorry. You said, and you fired again, and this time you hit the balloon, and the air came slowly out and Winnie the Pooh floated down to the ground. But his arms were so stiff from holding on to the string of the balloon all that time that they stayed up straight in the air for more than a week, and whenever a fly came and settled on his nose, he had to blow it off. And I think, but I'm not sure, that that is why he is always called Pooh. Is that the end of the story? Asked Christopher Robin. That's the end of that one. There are others. About who and me? And Piglet and Rabbit and all of you. Don't you remember? I do remember, and 
Then when I try to remember, I forget. That day, when Pooh and Piglet tried to catch a heffalump, they didn't catch it, did they? No. Pooh couldn't because he hasn't any brain. Did I catch it? Well, that comes into the story. I do remember. He said. Only Pooh doesn't very well, so that's why he likes having it told to him again, because then it's a real story and not just a remembering. That's just how I feel," I said. Christopher Robin gave a deep sigh, picked his bear up by the leg, and walked to the door, trailing Pooh behind him. At the door, he turned and said, "Coming to see me have my bath?" "I might," I said. "I didn't hurt him when I shot him, did I?" "Not a bit." He nodded and went out. And in a moment, I heard Winnie the Pooh bump, 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 going up the stairs behind him. This is the story of Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. As he is called by his friends, is a bear who lives in the Hundred Acre Wood. One very blustery day, Pooh decided to visit his thinking spot. As Pooh sat there trying hard to think of something, up popped his friend Gopher. Say, Pooh, if I were you, I'd think about. Get Dadlin out of here! It's Wednesday, see? It is," said Pooh. "Oh, then I think I shall wish everyone a happy Wednesday, and I will begin with my dear friend Piglet." The wind was blowing very hard as Pooh neared Piglet's house. Uh, happy Wednesday, Piglet. I see you're sweeping leaves. Yes, Pooh, but it's hard. This is a very unfriendly wind. Just then, a big gust of wind blew Piglet up into the air. Pooh was surprised. Where are you going, Piglet? I don't know," said Piglet from overhead. Help me, Pooh! But when Pooh grabbed Piglet's sweater, it began to unravel. There was Piglet flying high over the countryside like a kite, with Pooh dragging behind. The two went right through Eeyore's house and Rabbit's carrot patch. The blustiest, gustiest gust of all, Piglet and Pooh were blown right up to Owl's house in a tall tree. Pooh, Piglet, this is a special treat. I so rarely get visitors up here. Do come in. Owl opened his window, and in blew Pooh and Piglet. 
The wind blew harder and harder until finally Owl's tree, along with his house, crashed to the ground. Everyone from the Hundred Acre Wood came to help Owl, but only gloomy old Eeyore seemed to know what to do. If you ask me, and nobody has, I say when a house looks like that, it's time to find another one. A thankless job, but I'll find a new one for him. And off he plodded. Finally, the blustery day turned into a blustery night. And to Pooh, it was an uncomfortable night, full of uncomfortable noises. And one of the noises was a sound that he had never heard before. Pooh got up and went to his door to investigate. Hello out there. Oh, I hope nobody answers. Just then, a funny-looking animal bounced into the room. Hi, I'm Tigger. T-I-double-g-er. Oh, you scared me, said Pooh. Oh, sure I did. Everyone's scared of Tiggers. Well, what's a Tigger? Glad you brought that up, chum. Then Tigger bounced around the room to show Pooh what a Tigger was. Tigger stopped bouncing. Did I say I was hungry? Not for honey, I hope, said Pooh sadly. Yuck! Tiggers don't like that icky, sticky stuff. Well, I'd better be bouncing along. TTFN! Ta-ta for now! <laughs> The wind continued to blow. There was a clap of thunder, and it began to rain. And it rained, and it rained, and it rained. By morning, the hundred-acre wood was flooding. Who couldn't rescue his honeypots? So he decided to eat all the honey for breakfast. He was upside down, licking the bottom of the last part, when the water floated him right out the door. At Piglet's house, the water was coming in through the window. He wrote a message and put it into a bottle. The message read... Help! P -p 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 Piglet! Me! The bottle floated out of his house and out of sight. Christopher Robin lived high on a hill where the water couldn't reach. So that was where everyone from the Hundred Acre Wood gathered. Before long, Christopher discovered Piglet's message and read it. Hmm. Owl, fly over to Piglet's house and tell him we'll plan a rescue. As Owl flew over the flood, he spotted two tiny objects below. One was Piglet, standing on a chair, and the other was Pooh, still upside down in his honey pot. Owl called down, A rescue is being thought of. Be brave, little Piglet. Piglet swallowed hard. Thank you, Owl, but it's awfully hard to be b -b 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 brave when you're such a small animal. Pooh and Piglet eventually floated right to the hill where their friends were. Christopher Robin smiled. 
rescued Piglet. That was a very brave thing to do. You're a hero. I am, said Pooh happily. Yes, and so I shall give you a hero party. Hooray! Just as the hero party began, Eeyore arrived with a message. <clears throat> I found it. A house for Owl. If you want to follow me, I'll show it to you. Eeyore led the way through the woods and to everyone's great surprise, stopped in front of Piglet's house. This is Owl's new house. What do you think? Pooh said, But this house belongs to... No, Pooh, interrupted Piglet. This house belongs to our good friend Owl. I shall live, shall live. You shall live with me, Piglet, announced Pooh. Christopher Robin smiled. That was a very grand thing to do, Piglet, giving your house to Owl. And so the one hero party became a two hero party. Pooh was a hero for saving Piglet's life, and Piglet was a hero for giving Owl his grand home in the beech tree. Hum, hum, dumbledee, dum, 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 dee. Oh, the wind is lashing lustily, and the trees are thrashing thrustily, and the leaves are rustling gustily, so it's rather safe to say that it seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly looks like a rather blustery day today. It seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly looks like a rather blustery day. Oh, I know today is Wednesday, and this is how I know. It is always on a Wednesday that the winds begin to blow. Oh, the wind is lashing lustily, and the trees are thrashing thrustily, and the leaves are rustling gustily, so it is rather safe to say that it seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly looks like a rather blustery day today. It seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly looks like a rather blustery day. The end, everybody inside. Chair while sailing, he was sailing. 
must rescue my supper. Tin Honey Popsy rescued, enough to see him through. But as he sopped up his supper, the river sopped up poo. And the water twirled and tossed him in a honey pot. C-3PO, Loki, Mace Windu, Dr. Bruce Banner, Captain Rex, Venom, Princess Leia, Jean Grey, Darth Maul, Nick Fury, Grand Moff Tarkin, Captain America, Lando Calrissian, Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Honeydew. Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. This is the story of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. This is Winnie the Pooh, a teddy bear, who belongs to a boy named Christopher Robin. Pooh has many friends in the Hundred Acre Wood. One of them is a bouncy character with stripes. Hi, I'm Tigger, T-I-double-G-R. I know, said Pooh. You bounced me before. <laughs> Tigger likes to bounce on people. One day, he saw Piglet sweeping some leaves into a pile. He gave Piglet a good bounce. Oh, the leaves went flying. Shucks, that's only a little bounce, said Tigger. I'm saving my best one for Rabbit. And Tigger bounded over to Rabbit's house. Rabbit was happily working in his vegetable garden when he heard Tigger coming. 
Oh, long ears. No, no, Tigger, don't bounce. But Rabbit couldn't stop Tigger's bounce. Carrots oh. went flying in all directions. Tigger, just look at my beautiful garden, wailed Rabbit. Yuck, messy, isn't it? said Tigger. Messy, it's ruined. Oh, why don't you ever stop bouncing? Because bouncing is what Tiggers do best. Rabbit was so upset about his garden that he called a meeting at his house, which Pooh and Piglet attended. Uh, attention, everybody. Something has got to be done about Tigger's bouncing. Now, I have a splendid idea. We'll take Tigger for a long explore in the woods and lose him. And when we find him, he'll be a more grateful Tigger. And, oh, how can I ever thank you for saving me, Tigger? And we'll tell him to stop bouncing. So the next morning, the friends set out for the woods. Tigger bounced along in front of the others. Then, when Tigger wasn't looking, Rabbit, Pooh and Piglet hid in a hollow log. Tigger suddenly realized he was alone. Now, where do you suppose old Long Ears went to? Hello? Where are you, fellows? Gee, they must have gotten lost. And Tigger bounced off to find his friends. When Tigger had gone, the three friends came out of the hollow log. Rabbit snickered. You see, my splendid idea is working. Now we'll go and save Tigger. But as they walked on, they kept coming back to the same sand pit. Pooh, who was a bear of very little brain, said, That sand pit is following us. Maybe we are lost, Rabbit. Nonsense, Pooh. I know my way home. And Rabbit left to prove he could find his way home. After Rabbit had been gone a while, Pooh felt a rumbling in his tummy. I think my honey pots are calling to me. Come on, Piglet. My tummy knows the way home. Just then, who should appear but Tigger? He bounced Pooh and Piglet. <gasps> I thought you fellers were lost. Where's all long ears? It turned out that the only one who was really lost was Rabbit. All alone in the dense woods, he jumped at every sudden noise. Rabbit grew more and more afraid. There were so many strange shapes and sounds. Suddenly, he heard a familiar, Hello! This time, Rabbit was happy to be bounced by Tigger. Pretended that he hadn't been afraid. Oh, Tigger, I'm so glad to see you. Uh, we thought you were lost. Shucks, <laughs> Tiggers never get lost. And they all went back home. Chapter 2 When winter came, the hundred-acre wood was covered with snow. Roo was so anxious to play with Tigger that his mother, Kanga, could barely get his scarf on. I'll take care of the little nipper and have him home by nap time, Tigger promised. And off they bounced because well, that's what Tiggers and Roos do best. They came to a beautiful frozen pond in front of Rabbit's house. 
There was Rabbit, happily ice skating. Roo asked Tigger. Can Tigger skate as fancy as Mr. Rabbit? Sure, Roo. That's what Tiggers do best. But when Tigger ran onto the ice, he slipped and skidded right into Rabbit. And they all went crashing right through Rabbit's front door. Tigger grunted. Tiggers don't like ice skating. Tigger and Roo went farther into the Hundred Acre Wood looking for something else Tiggers do best. Roo suggested... Let's climb a tree, Tigger. Tiggers don't climb trees. They bounce them. So Tigger and Roo bounced way up to the top of a tall tree. In fact, they almost bounced clear out of the book. Suddenly, Tigger realized how far down the ground was. He was terrified. Roo, however, thought this was great fun. He swung back and forth, holding on to Tigger's tail. <laughs> Stop, kid! S-T-O-P! You're rocking the forest! Over on this page, Pooh and Piglet were following some tracks in the snow. Piglet asked what they were tracking. Pooh replied, I won't know until I catch up with it. Just then, Pooh and Piglet heard a sound in the distance. Hello! Pooh didn't know that it was Tigger calling for help. I hope it isn't a fierce jaguar, because they halloo and then drop on you. But it wasn't a jaguar. It was only Tigger and Roo up in the tree. Pooh looked up. Are you all right, Roo? I'm all right, but Tigger's stuck. How did you and Tigger get way up there? We bounced up. Well then, why don't you bounce down? Pooh is very smart for a bear of very little brain. And so Roo bounced down. <coughs> but Tigger was still too afraid to jump that far. You see, Tigger? All your bouncing has finally gotten you in trouble. Who are you? I'm the narrator. Oh, well, narrate me down from here. If you do, I promise I'll never bounce again. So I turned the book sideways, and Tigger slid right down the block of type. He landed safely on the ground. Tigger was mighty glad to be out of that tree, and on solid ground again. I'm so happy, I feel like bouncing. Immediately, Rabbit stepped up. No, Tigger, you promised. You mean, not even one teensy-weensy bounce? Tigger was very, very sad. He turned and walked away. Roo tugged at Kanga's arm. Mama, I like the old bouncy Tigger best. Everyone said that they, too, liked the old Tigger best. Yes, even Rabbit. So they agreed to let Tigger have his bounce back, and he leaped for joy. After all, a Tigger without his bounce is no Tigger at all. <laughs> wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, bouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one.
wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful chaps. They're loaded with women with vigor. They love to leap in your laps. They're jumpy, bumpy, chumpy, thumpy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Tiggers are cuddly fellows. Tiggers are awfully sweet. Everyone else is jealous. That's why I repeat and repeat. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Oh, I'm the only one. Beware, beware, be a very wary bear. I have 
Heffalumpawoozle is very confusal. A Heffalumpawoozle's very sly. They come in ones and twosles, but if they so choosles, before your eyes you'll see them multiply. They're extraordinary, so better be wary, because they come in every shape and size. If honey's what you covet, you'll find that they love it Because they guzzle up the thing you prize Beware, 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 beware Let me hear it now. 
you? And how do you do? Everybody's waiting here at Pooh Corner, waiting for you. And Winnie the Pooh to have a happy ooty-poo time. Gloomy old Eeyore nods his head. He worries away the time. Thanks for noticing me. Howl makes the speeches long and loud without any reason or rhyme. And I remember my Aunt Matilda on my uncle's side. My Uncle Orville, that is, who often said to me... The rabbit is busy pulling weeds. His carrots grow tall and sweet. Kanga is baking pies and cakes that little Roo's waiting to eat. And Piglet, forever cleaning house, is doing his daily sweep. What a, what a, what a mess. Tigger keeps bouncing up and down, perfecting his tiggerly leap. Tiggerific! <laughs> and here comes Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Tubby little cubby all stuffed with puppies. Winnie the Pooh. Welcome to you. I'm Winnie the Pooh. Everybody's waiting here at Pooh Corner, waiting for you and me, Winnie the Pooh, to have a happy hoopty poo time. Let's have a happy hoopty poo time. So we come to the last chapter, in which Christopher Robin and Pooh come to the enchanted place, and we say goodbye. Goodbye? Oh no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? Sorry, Pooh, but all stories have an ending, you know. Oh, bother. Yes, the time had come at last. Christopher Robin was going away to school. Nobody else in the forest knew exactly why or where he was going, all they knew was it had something to do with twice times and how to make things called ABCs and where a place called Brazil is. Pooh, hmm? what do you like doing best in the world? What I like best is me going to visit you and you saying, how about a smackerel of honey? <laughs> I like that too. But what I like best is just doing nothing. How do you do just nothing? Well, it's when grown-ups ask, what are you going to do? And you say nothing. And then you go out and do it. 
I like that. Let's do it all the time. You know something, Pooh? I'm not going to do just nothing anymore. You mean never again? Well, not so much. Pooh, when I'm away just doing nothing, will you come up here sometimes? You mean alone? Just me? Yes. And Pooh, promise you won't forget me? Ever? Oh, I won't, Christopher. I promise. Not even when I'm a hundred? How old shall I be then? Ninety-nine. <laughs> Silly old bear. Wherever they go, and whatever happens to them on the way, in that enchanted place on top of the forest, a little bear will always be waiting. for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.